WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latte from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Monday, October 30th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. A New York City Council member is declaring victory in the war on rats on one Upper East Side Street, at least. Council member Julie Menon helped fund an exterminator to pump carbon monoxide into rat burrows along East 86th Street. The technique kills the rats where they live in sidewalk street pits. If a rat tries to make a run for it, the exterminator finishes them off with a spiked stick. Menon says the treatment has produced results and is not harmful to humans or pets. Rats are now regularly seen on the street. If you walk down you know, New York City street and you see a tree pit, you will oftentimes see these burrows and you can really see how they are populating in there. So it's a very effective technique and it, and it really has worked. The City Board of Elections says more than 15,000 New Yorkers turned out for the first weekend of early voting. That's a drop in the bucket compared to the city's 4.5 million active registered voters. New York City voters will elect all 51 council members and decide yes or no on two statewide ballot questions, along with a handful of local elections, including four district attorney in three of the boroughs. There are only 140 early voting sites across the city. You can find yours at vote.nyc. Election day is Tuesday, November 7th. 59 with clouds, slim chance of showers and patchy fog, cloudy and 61 today. Tonight, cold down to 42. When you see actor Danielle Brooks on the red carpet at the Oscars, she will be in full glamour and in grief. I've been with Sophia for so long. And I just know, like, after the Oscars, that chapter is really done. And that saddens me. I'm Kai Wright, a star of The Color Purple, honors the role that shaped her career. Next time on Notes from America. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. It's fall, and with fall comes all the autumn splendor, which our part of the country is known for. But with those beautiful changing leaves comes a less welcome indicator of the season, the sound of leaf blowers. But instead of blowing those leaves away or even raking them, some environmentalists have a pitch for you. Leave the leaves. Chrissy Word is a naturalist and the director of education at the City Parks Foundation. She joins us now to talk about the pros and cons of just letting those leaves lie. Chrissy, welcome to Morning Edition. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Let's start at the ground level, literally. Why do naturalists say leave the leaves alone? Well, 
Leaves provide a myriad of environmental resources. They're the main sources of nutrient cycling in soil. You know, no action in nature is without purpose. And in an uninterrupted natural system, everything is recycled. Leaves fall to relieve the deciduous trees that are going dormant from weight, that water that would freeze. But also the tree is giving back to the soil the nutrients that are stored in those leaves and importantly, storing carbon in the soil. Through decomposition, the leaves will be incorporated back into the soil. Plus, they'll provide texture that keeps the soil from becoming compacted. Uh, on another front, leaves provide habitat in the winter. Lots of insects take advantage of the leaf duff all year round, really. Insect larvae, such as the caterpillars of many essential and beautiful pollinators, take refuge in the leaves over the winter and then re-emerge in the spring to live out their life cycles. Many insects are found in the leaves all year round, spiders, ants, arthropods, that are not known to many of us, but hopefully they're gonna be bird food. As I listen to you, I'm thinking of the neighbors and perhaps the neighborhood association might not like us leaving the leaves on the lawn. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we Americans do have an infatuation with our lawns. Unfortunately, uh, this is not great for our natural environment. You know, the decline in insects uh, has been clearly shown by science to run neck and neck with the decline of birds. And our infatuation with the lawn and very tidy outdoor spaces is a big reason for this. As lawns expand, insects and birds decrease. You know, fall, especially in the suburbs, is synonymous with leaf blowers as well, but those can have some significant environmental consequences. Tell us a little bit about their potential harms, and do they apply to gas blowers as well? Absolutely. I, I think the issue with blowing leaves is pretty simple. We should just do a lot less of it. Leaf blowers are noisy, and they use a lot of energy in the amalgam. Uh, by leaving leaves where we can, we can reduce the use of leaf blowers and also all those plastic bags that we put the leaves in. You know, when we talk about composting, and it does sound great, but it also means the leaves are rotting right there on the grass where pets and children play. Is that risky at all? What about the mold? I know in, a few years ago, it made our daughter really, really sick. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yes, I think that leaves can be composted if we do it in a very informed way. Also, they have to be maintained. Compost really has to be maintained. It has to be turned and aerated um, through that turning so that air can flow through and that will lessen the mold that can grow there. But the benefits of composting leaves are great. Um, for one, uh, that leaf compost becomes a really healthy mulch that can be used around our trees, under shrubs, around perennials, and will just make our gardens and outdoor spaces um, much healthier overall. Now, you represent the City Parks Foundation. I'm curious about something. Is this practice being used anywhere in New York City's parks? Oh, certainly. I work alongside uh, my colleagues in New York City Parks uh, Maintenance and Operations, and there are many proponents within um, that division for uh, wildlife and, and for uh, uh, keeping leaves on the ground. Uh, you know, they, they definitely have to um, be careful and um, make sure that spaces are safe. 
but they also know that um, things like compaction uh, of the soil is really a death knell for the soil because water and nutrients can't penetrate it. That was Chrissy Word, a naturalist and educator at the City Parks Foundation, with her pitch on why you should skip the rake and leaf blower this weekend. Chrissy, thanks so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. As Breast Cancer Awareness Month nears an end, WNYC's Community Partnerships Desk continues to tap into the wisdom and experience of people from our area who've been affected by the disease. My name is Sam Lazar Riviello, and I live in Rutherford, New Jersey, but I'm a Brooklyn, New York native. I was diagnosed with stage 2B breast cancer at my first mammogram. I went when I turned 40 years old. In February, one year to the date of my diagnosis, I received the all clear. So I have no evidence of disease at this point. It's important to go get your screenings as often as you are allowed to because you never know. If I had waited, I might have not been able to have gotten the all clear that I did. Before cancer, I was not really accustomed to allowing people to help me, and I was not accustomed to sharing how I was feeling with, with that many people. And I think that the diagnosis really showed me that I have to let people help me. I have to let people help my family. I have to let the love in, because if I didn't, it just wouldn't work. We were new in town, and people just really stepped up, and just seeing all those people come around me just transformed me in so many different ways. I just feel like a lot of things have been healed within me that I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to heal if I didn't have to go through this cancer diagnosis. As much as I did not want to go through it, I'm grateful for the experience and the perspective that I have to live, let's call it the second half of my life. I had a few mantras. The first one was, the only way out is through. And then towards the end of it, I actually had an Uber driver and she was a survivor. And she told me the newer one, which I still carry with me, the comeback is greater than the setback. And that really helped me look forward instead of just like through. And I could say it's true. The, the comeback has been significantly greater than the setback. Sam Lazar Riviello is a Brooklyn native. She's now cancer-free and living in Rutherford, New Jersey. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening.